0: Hello and welcome to the Inner Bitch, Inner Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jacari. I'm a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, Reiki master, but ultimately an intuitive coach that focuses on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. I help women gain the confidence to use their voice and honor themselves via the Inner Truth Quantum Healing Method. I'm super passionate about bringing the big spiritual teachings and lessons down to earth in our everyday lives. And this is the journey that I've gone on myself the past seven years and have also been helping other women go through this as well and this podcast is a place where I share what those insights are and what my downloads are so that it can help you in your life because if there's one big overarching thing that I have learned it's that all that you need to heal is the present moment if you're awake and paying attention So I hope that from this podcast, you gain clarity, some understanding, and maybe even some emotional healing around some of the things that you are going through. And one last very important thing before we get to the episode, no matter how terrible you feel about how you have been in the past or how you have been even earlier today, no matter how bad you feel about yourself, I want you to know that you are still worthy of love and that the more that you can lean into loving those parts of yourself that you don't like to see, the more that you can do that, the more love and healing and closer you get to your own inner truth. After all, this is the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. Befriend your inner bitch to reach your inner truth. All right, now let's take a breath together. And relax your jaw, relax the muscles around your eyes, relax your forehead, relax your ears. Feel your shoulders drop down and your arms hang heavy and let your belly out and feel your energy sink into this space. And know that you can come back here and do this for yourself at any point in time All right, let's get to the episode. Hi, friends. Today, we are continuing on with the anniversary edition of this podcast. So this conversation is one of my all-time favorites that I've had on this podcast. It literally changed my life. I was someone who always wanted to be consistent in my movement practice but I made myself have these strict rules that often prevented me from following through like not having a full hour to exercise or it has to be this kind of exercise or I'm not I'm not gonna do it Um, and so this conversation with Brittany really shifted things for me like really really shifted it and now I have this perspective that movement is all about making your body feel good. So when I'm exercising, it's all about, okay, like, ooh, does that feel good? Does this feel good? And of course, like pushing myself a little bit further than, you know, my comfort zone, and getting stronger and going for that last rep. Like that's all part of it. But it's mainly about Like, what does my body need to do right now? How does it need to move in order to feel good? And Brittany is the person who taught me this. And it was actually during this conversation that I learned this. And afterwards, I started implementing. So now I only hold myself to the standard of you're going to move your your body for 30 minutes a day. But you get to choose what that movement is actually going to look like. And somewhere where I do have to be better with myself is am I taking the easy way out or am I like really setting myself up for my, the long-term goal that I have, which is to feel really strong and confident in my body, which that's something else that we talk about in this conversation is, you know, when are you giving yourself like a solid pass when you deserve a pass and that a pass would be good for you long-term versus letting yourself off the hook because you're just not. Feeling it that day, but long term, it's not going to serve you. So we talk about all of this in this conversation. And without further ado, here it is. Today I have with me Brittany Kelly. She is a movement and mindset coach. So today we're going to talk about movement and mindset. And I'm so excited for this conversation because it goes along with the the conversation that we've been kind of having on this podcast of you know, the body positivity and the, you know, fixing your mindset around food and then eating disorder and all that stuff. And movement is such a huge determinant of our health. And it's, it's so important. And I know so many people who they just have such a hard time getting into the rhythm of it. So I'm super excited about this conversation. Thank you so much for, for taking this time to have this conversation with me and I'm super excited to chat yeah and the the personal coaching I'm about to get so um I got I want to first hear about your story and the journey that you took into getting into this space of work
1: for sure um so I'm from the midwest as well I grew up in Wisconsin and um I just was like unwell my whole life. And I couldn't really ever figure out why I didn't feel at home in my body. I was really sick all the time. I had digestive issues and it wasn't until I was in college that I had some blood work done and found out that I am severely allergic to dairy, which is the glue that keeps the Midwest together. So once I found that out and I had to kind of like re piece together um, my life, I had to study nutrition, and that's part of it. That's part of feeling at home in your body, and that's part of feeling good in your body. Um, and then I got into movement as well. And it's really been an area where you can piece together your identity and the things that you can control. And set yourself up to be ready for all the other outside things that are coming at you. So I use nutrition and I use movement as a way to kind of center and ground myself so that I can show up for other people, the best version of myself. Um, And then I also coach them in movement and nutrition, because that's kind of where I found myself coming out of that food allergy and not feeling at home in my body.
0: Beautiful. So. I'm curious how the transition went for you, because I know for me, when I've realized that things in my diet aren't working for me, like dairy, I shouldn't be eating dairy, but I freaking love cheese. I love cheese so much. It's so hard to give up. What was that transition like for you?
1: so I think I was like 20 when I first found out and it was one of those things where like I just felt like so much was taken away from me so it was like the classic cycle of like grief like I lost cheese like I I couldn't have it anymore and that's everything that's pizza that's grilled cheese sandwiches that's cheese curds all the stuff so I think it was a. Uh, definitely something that took me a bit to realize that I had to change the narrative as like an opportunity to fuel my body, because all I could see was a world full of dairy and cheese. And that's really not the stuff that nourishes us anyways. And so once I kind of changed the story in my brain, it really opened up an opportunity for me to figure out what nourishing your body actually looks like and not just eating food to feel full, but eating food to fuel your body.
0: I love that. That goes straight into like the mindset stuff. All about right. the mindset, all about the perspective. I love that. Exactly. So before you made this nutrition uh switch, were you were you working out date, like consistently? I think that
1: in college I was like very aware of my love handles. Uh so I think it was like maybe mid high school that somebody wrote a poem about my love handles. <gasps> That pretty much took my self-esteem to like a negative number. Uh, And I've spent some time working it back. But so I always like worked out with the idea of like, your body has to be different for you to feel like yourself in it. And so I was working out and then I got into the nutrition thing and then working out took like this incredible turn that it wasn't about the weight loss. It was about feeling good in your body and not about what your body looks like. Um, And that's really what I do now to this day. And when I practice with clients is exercise isn't what it looks like. It's about what it feels like and really showcasing that in a way that feels good for everyone instead of like a chore or a punishment or something you do out of self-hate. It's something you do from a place of self-love.
0: Yes. That's amazing. I love that. My heart is just opening. I'm like, yes, Sarah, you can go into that perspective shift.
1: (laughs) It's it's really hard because I think we all have this like commercialized, capitalized idea of what fitness looks like and what nutrition looks like. And it's these sexy plates of food and these sexy bodies in the gym, like glistening. And like, I look like I eat out of a trough every day. It's just like vegetables and meat. And when I work out, I just follow movement patterns that feel good in my body. It doesn't always have to be like a plan or a routine. And it's about feeling through the movements and slowing down and not crushing your body for the sake of like weight loss or burning calories or sweating.
0: Yeah, I think that's so incredible. Um, I've I've recently myself been having that mindset shift, having that perspective shift of like, okay, what movement is going to feel really good for me today? And I found that when I just let go of, okay, Sarah, you have to do yoga four times a week. You know, you you need to go on these longer walks, maybe runs. Like, you you know, I, I have these strict goals for myself, and and I. I'm realizing now that it's, well, I don't know. What do you think? Is it actually a strict goal to have like, you need to do this so many times a week or do you, can you go with, well, wake up in the morning and like what movement is going to feel good for me today and then just do that?
1: Yeah, that's what I kind of coach clients to, not a specific regimen by any means, but I encourage them to move their body 30 minutes every day. So during the pandemic, That really looked like a lot of yoga and a lot of walks for me because there was so much outside pressure coming in on my body that anything more than that, I knew wasn't healthy. And I think it's really hard to recognize that because it's also unhealthy for people who are dealing with stress right now that are like, I just can't. And it's like, you can, you just don't want to. So finding that line within yourself on what it looks like to show up. So the movement 30 minutes every day is really where I, I stand on that. Sometimes it's stretching. Sometimes it's literally me laying on the ground, watching TV and doing different yoga poses and holding stretches. Uh, Sometimes it's much more than that but, and I think you've noted this in different podcasts before, but it also depends uh, on your cycle as a woman. So when your cycle's in a certain place, like you are not, not enough because you don't have the energy to take a hit class right now. Like that is your body telling you to go for a walk. And maybe in that walk, you read a book that grounds you like, that's what your body's calling for. But we all have this glamorized idea of what fitness is supposed to look like. And instead of taking our own journey and listening to our bodies and feeling through it, literally feeling through it. We all see some hot girl on Instagram and decide that that's what our body wants. That's what we want our body to look like. So that's the workout program we're going to follow. And it's just not, it's just not healthy and it's not a good perspective to have on fitness. So for you, especially, I would say you need more grounding than you need high energy and so your calling to do yoga four times a week is probably intuition telling you this is what's for you, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be four times a week. It could be when you feel like it, but have the intention of moving every day to some extent and let that be enough of the, the guardrails we need to keep ourselves on track without having to make it anything more than that.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving me the permission to just listen to my body.
1: (laughs) And we, we need that. We need that from other women and we need that from other people in our community too, because it's so much easier to hear it from someone else than it is for you to give yourself that permission to just trust your intuition. But trusting your intuition is literally where the magic happens. And if we can do that and use your inner knowing more than what the outside looking in is supposed to be like, I mean, I say this all the time, but disposable items create a disposable identity and none of us are trying to create a disposable identity. So we base our personalities and things like that. It just seems insane to me, but it's hard until you see that for what it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I have questions around that fine line that you were talking about between the, you know, you, you need to just, listen to your body, go into that intuition, and also call yourself out on your own shit. Can you talk a little bit about that fine line and how you coach people through that? Yes,
1: um, I would love to. That's been the topic of discussion this week with my clients. And um, what I would call it without being too aggressive on it is, are you lying to yourself? And in the moment, whether you're deciding to skip a workout or you're deciding to like go for an extra sleeve of Ritz crackers like you have to ask yourself in that moment is this the best thing for your body and if you can do that 90% of the time and be like yes this is the best thing for my body right now you're at a really good place in life and that other 10% of the time that's you just being a human being that's you just existing in real time but what we do is kind of decide well I'm going to start Monday so it's Friday so I'm going to Set the weekend up for like the last two raw before I like get after it again. And then we're in this chronic cycle of starting over. Instead of always being aware of what's going on, we give ourselves these parameters. So like what you said, I'm gonna do yoga four times a week and the other days of the week, I'm gonna go for a walk. That's awesome. But then if you do that on a Thursday, you're like starting Monday. And then all weekend, you're like, I'm going to be a sloth all weekend because I'm going to be really good starting Monday. And it's very chronic that we do that. So if you can change and reframe your mindset on, I'm going to be intentional every day. I want to be aware of what my life looks like. I want to be aware of what my life feels like. I want to be aware of my energy. And you set the intention of doing best by your body, physically, mentally, then you can make that call in the moment. Is this the best for my body? And there's times where you're gonna eat chocolate because you need it because everything's overwhelming. But there's also times where you can be like, I'm emotional, I didn't have the day I had made up in my mind and I'm eating because I wanna get away from the feeling that I'm feeling. Or I wanna skip this workout because I didn't hear back from that person I wanted to get a text from. So I'm going to sit at home and watch movies in bed and be sad because I want to like process this emotion this way. That's unhealthy instead of moving your body and getting the energy out in another way. So when I coach to that with clients, I try to non-aggressively ask them if what they're doing is the best by their body and they know better than I do. And you're always going to know better than a coach does. But if you can tell me, yes, that's the best thing for me, then I'm in your corner I'm rooting for you. I support whatever decisions you make, even if it's not your best foot forward, I want you to be in a good space mentally and physically, but if not, what can you do outside of the bad choices or the unhealthy things or the giving up on yourself or the starting over that you can turn into more of a healthy lifestyle routine
0: and not use the coping mechanisms that just don't serve you anymore. Yeah. I love that perspective. So you mentioned the 90% and that like 90% of the time you're choosing, you know, the healthy thing. And then 10% of the time you do like the unhealthy thing. Um, Would you say that that's a really good ratio? Is that the ratio that you tell your clients to go by or what are your thoughts on that? Um,
1: I think in, in my perspective, That's what I try and hold myself a standard to. And I try and always lead by example and not by opinions. So because that's how I can handle myself, be in a sane headspace and continue to challenge myself to do more without doing too much. That's what I can coach to the best because it's what I have personal experience in for other people. So I'm an independent person. I live alone. I run my own business. I don't have any children, so I'm able to do 90-10 and it's functional to how I live my life. If I had kids, maybe it's 80-20. If I have a spouse, maybe it's 75-25. But past that, let's say 75 like percent, do you want to be less than that and still think you're showing up the best version of yourself for your kids and for your spouse, for your job? So I would say anywhere from 75 to 90 is probably a healthy range, depending on where you're at in life. And that in itself is the circle of this conversation because you get to decide what your ratios are. I don't decide for you, you decide whether or not you can take this on or whether or not you're going to that unhealthy place where it's all or nothing. And you know that you're gonna walk away from this being like, well, it's too much to begin with, so I'm just not gonna do anything anyways. And that's the habit that I really try and break with all of my clients.
0: I want to give you a mic drop right now because (laughs) that was incredible. The, the breakdown of those percentages not only works for movement, it works for all areas of your life and you showing up as the best version of you while also giving yourself grace to not show up as the best version of you, but not letting yourself, you know, slide way back. I love that.
1: It's really It's really personal. And I've said that before, and it sounds so corny, but it's personal training for a reason when I work with clients, because yes, you are moving your body, but as you move your body, that's when you start to process the stress that you're holding onto that you don't even recognize. And all these things start flowing out and all of this stuff that you've suppressed for so long that could show up in an unhealthy way can get out of your body. And then it can be communicated with a source who is not judgmental. And you can go forward knowing that you have processed information with someone who has your best interest in, in heart, and you can kind of process in a way where you can make a decision honestly with yourself and then be held accountable to it. And not just be like diet starts Monday, but I didn't tell anyone And Tuesday, we're getting margaritas. <laughs> have that like piece of the puzzle that you're like, Oh, like Brittany's going to ask. So shoot, like, I'm gonna have one margarita and then I'm not gonna do the thing that I always do that ends in like chips, salsa and a burrito. So that's kind of just my mindset on it. But again, it's up to the individual and some people, and I know you've talked to people about this before, you have to work through the emotional side of it first. You can't just decide you're gonna do it on the physical and not do the emotional work. So I really work best with people who know That it's not about what their body looks like and it's not about weight loss. It's about, like, are you able to manage your stress at this moment in time? Are you able to drink enough water at this moment in time? Are you able to move your body regularly? Are you able to sleep on a schedule? And then are you able to manage your stress in a way where you can show up for yourself? Because if you answer no to any of those, it's just not gonna happen. And it has nothing to do with you personally, it's just how movement, exercise, nutrition, sleep, stress cycle together. And so that's usually where the conversation all always boils down to are those five things under control in a way that you feel you can move forward and take on more. Cause if not, we have to make sure all five of those are up and running
0: before we can go beyond that.
1: If that makes sense. I think that's a lot of information. I just blurted out, but I get really excited on that topic.
0: I love it, I love it so much. The, the naturopathic doctor in me is just like, yes, because those are the, the pillars of the, the, the determinants of your health. All of the th- you know the things that you're just you just said. it's like all of that is what creates the way that your body feels. And I love that you kind of w- like walk people through that. and the education of that is so important in itself. Because people don't understand like oh wow you know i'm not doing these things and no wonder i feel like crap
1: completely yeah the amount that your physical and mental health overlap is incredible and i know it's really a struggle to find motivation some days but i promise you the more you move your body the more energy you have to move the more you nourish your body the better it feels the more you drink water and sleep on a schedule the better you show up for yourself on a daily basis. And the more you change your self-talk on being a victim versus taking control, the more you are in control and you have the opportunity to move your body. You have the opportunity to feel your days. You can schedule your routine instead of reacting to everything. You can set yourself up for a response to everything instead of feeling like you are accustomed to how things have been you can make things the way you want them to be but again those five pillars have to be moving in a way that you can manage without feeling like it's all or nothing so it's usually one pillar at a time when i work with new clients and once we get one we move to the next but it's it's a it's a lot but it's what health and well-being really is when you take all the gimmicks and the quick fixes and the cleanses and the 30 days out of it, and you just show up for yourself intentionally. Love it. Love it so much.
0: I'm wondering if you have any like tips and tricks for people where like, you know, say that they are super, you know, fluid and flexible with the amount of movement that they're doing. So 30 minutes a day, you know, say it's, getting to be eight, nine o'clock at night and they're, they haven't done their movement. Um, I guess I'm just looking for any sort of uh, accountability that you hold yourself to. So something like, well, you can't go on social media until you do the movement, or you can't you know, watch your TV show until you do the thing. Like, Is there anything like that that you work with, with people?
1: I think when it comes to accountability and movement specifically, It's getting creative with what you count as movement. So in that environment, let's say it's a a single mom and she got home and she didn't get her exercise in that morning because she went to bed. The kids were late. It just didn't happen. So I've told people, and I've done this before, as long as you can keep it in a healthy way, I've folded one piece of laundry at a time and walked it to put it away to move my body consistently for 30 minutes while I do that. Or I will intentionally, you know, park in the back of the store and walk in and make sure I'm moving that way. Or for people that have young kids or even a spouse and you have to be like quiet cause they're doing stuff, I'll lay on the ground while somebody else is watching TV on the couch and I'll, you know, do some pigeon pose and do some other movement that just feels good in my body to hold myself accountable in a way that's honest to the day that I've had. Instead of thinking like, oh, I didn't do my 30 minutes of movement. Let's do something negative. I would challenge someone to be creative and find a way to move, or even in that case, then meditate and count that as your movement because that's what you decided is best for your body in that moment.
0: I love that perspective shift for myself. This is like barking over there. Sorry, both of them. Why are they both barking? I don't know. That's so funny. They know. Yeah. Um, it can be that easy it's like
1: that's so silly and so simple like the the laundry thing I used to get into and I don't do the Fitbit thing because I took it into an unhealthy standard I like was in a 10,000 steps a day challenge and it's my job to be fit so I was like if these women can do 10,000 steps a day and it's not their job as a professional in this industry I will do 20,000 which is insane And I did it for a very long stint in time. And then I had to check myself and be like, you would not ever tell a client to do this. So the fact that you do it goes against your skills as a professional because you shouldn't be, this is unhealthy. But if you can do it in a healthy way and make movement something that's like funny and fun. Do it. Go for it. There's no reason not to move your body unless you know in your heart and your head that it's pushing it to the limit and it's pushing it too far and it's unhealthy.
0: You're giving me so much permission to just do me and be like follow my intuition and bring the movement in even if it's, it's not exactly what I want it to be. Cause that's totally my, my thing is that I'm like, okay, you're going to do this, you know, yoga class. And if I'm in a pinch, I'll only do like a 15 minute one or 20 minute one when it's like, no, like I should be doing an hour one. Why can't I do an hour yoga class or like halfway through my body's just like burning. I'm like, my muscles are twitching and everything. And it's like, okay, Sarah, that's probably good. Like, we don't need to overdo it. This is, this is fine but that mental voice of nope like you started this just just commit just keep going you can do it keep going and and i have i have this problem where i have a very strong will which is great great to have a strong will not great when i don't know if you know anything about human design but i'm a projector And it's like I am not meant to like keep going, 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 because I burn myself out and then, you know, I ruin the the next couple of days for myself. So for me, having that permission to just let the the strong willed go and just follow my intuition is that's what I'm working on healing myself right now.
1: Totally. And I think that's what is such it's so eye-opening to hear it from other people in this industry like I shared my story on the 20,000 steps which is insane and you hold yourself accountable to this thing that you wouldn't make if somebody else was shaking you and be like yeah keep going and we do this because we have this like outside in perspective on this is what it should look like and this is what ideal health is and I think it needs to be inside out. I think you really have to feel through everything and understand why and how and when you need to listen to your body and when you're being dishonest. Because the last person you should lie to is yourself, but then the last person you should pick apart is also yourself. So you have to give yourself the grace that you know when enough is enough and you know when you're just like, well... I just can't focus anymore. And maybe that's telling you something too. Maybe it's saying go do something else and come back to this later. And that's fine too. No one ever said that 30 minutes of movement had to be 30 minutes in a row. If you know that 10 minutes here and there is going to be good enough for your body in that season of life.
0: I love this. Have
1: some per- agreement in the
0: back. <laughs> yeah, I love this permission that I feel from you. And it's, it's so funny. It's like, We don't, we don't need the permission of, of anyone else. And yet it just feels so good to receive it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what we're doing as like a community of women and as a community of individuals that support each other on their health journey and finding themselves in their own body is that you have to support people and the stuff that you need to hear as well. And I think you and I both did as coaches and it's so refreshing to hear it from other people because I will pick myself apart day in and day out because I have to be perfect to show up in my industry. That's what the standard says. You can't, you can't, I don't know, show up flawed, but then you realize over time is that you don't really get the answers. You just get better questions. And so you find out like I've been doing with your Questions is how to flip the script and make it positive. And that's what I've learned in this industry is to not cut out foods, but focus on what foods you wanna eat more. Not make a a diet or a, a workout plan that you have to follow rigorously, but decide to move your body intentionally for 30 minutes every day. Not carry around a giant jug of water to prove to yourself that you're drinking enough water But no, honestly, are you drinking enough water? Like, is this a positive thing or are we punishing ourselves because we want this outside reality to match the inside of what we feel? But if you can feel from the inside out, you know, your truth and your intuition is going to guide you. And then you have coaches like us that'll help support you through the journey.
0: When you first switched into that perspective, was it really hard to let go of that, like, like the way that I'm thinking about it is a masculine energy and a feminine energy. So the masculine energy is like, you have this strict diet, you have this rigorous workout program, you have all of these rules, but more of the feminine is like the intuition and the flow and just movement that feels good. And right now in in my journey, I'm working on healing that masculinity um, wounding that I have of that very strong will and bringing up my feminine energy. And I catch myself in these situations where I feel, I feel guilty. I feel like I'm not doing the right thing and I should be better. Why aren't I better? And then I'm like, no, like that's not, no, you know, I'm going with my intuition. I'm going with what feels good, but yet it's, it's still uncomfortable. Do you have any, Yeah,
1: that's probably why you and I get along so well because I have the same thing is I feel like there's the masculine part of me that's the achiever. And there's the feminine part of me that's a helper. And I do both of them to the extreme all the time. And I can't dial them into the way that like me, then my identity, my personality is the third party behind it that's like trying to make space for herself to show up and know that enough is enough and that my intuition is the right you know, path for me to follow. But we base our personalities in this ability to keep a specific narrative going. And it's insane when you look at it from the outside in because you can see it and be a resource for your friends and for people you support. But it's hard to see in yourself that perfectionism or like you said, you're a projector. You have this narrative and the story has to be told in a particular way in order for it to be the right story. But the right story for you is your story point blank, whatever that looks like, that's the right story. Instead of seeing it as something that has to take a certain path, whatever path you take was the right path. And it's definitely a brain bender to process that information, but it comes back to, you know, when you're being honest and you know, when you're doing the right thing for your body, I can boil things and moments down in my life where I knew it didn't feel right. And I knew it wasn't the right place for me or the right workout. And I was like, you gotta do it anyway because you're a hustler girl. Get out there, put yourself out there, make it work. And then when things didn't work out eventually, I sit and relive things, instances, workouts, nutrition plans, where I can boil it down to when I decided to start lying to myself, when I decided to ignore my inner truth and follow it for the sake of being an achiever. And that masculine energy is always the one that I struggle with, because like, you can't not finish what you started. That's like the weird narrative I've given myself. And it took me forever to be like, nope, you can read two pages into a book and be like, nope. Or like I fired clients this year for the first time ever in my life. I've cut out, you know, friends that didn't serve me, but it's that, like you said, with your masculine energy, it's accepting that it's, you know, the drive that keeps us moving forward, but also that kind of like protects the part of us that's a little bit like unsure if we should give ourselves permission. And there's this third, I wouldn't say identity, but I think it was in the untethered soul. And it talks about in your brain, how there's voices that talk back and forth to each other. But you are not those voices. You are a third part beyond that, that listens to those voices. And that helped my thought process tremendously to understand that like, that's my existence. That's my story. Not the yin and yang, not the masculine and the feminine, but like the part of me that combines all that energy and puts forth, who I am into the world, instead of it having to be one or the other or more or less of one or the other.
0: That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So that, you
1: that amazing. If you hadn't haven't read it, the untethered soul. I thought that really spoke into a lot of like what's coming up in our conversation.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I, I have it and I've started it, but I haven't finished it.
1: As I just so- said, it's okay to start a book and never finish it. Well, here's your call to action for me unknowingly to finish that book
0: yeah totally so you're saying that like the mindset work itself that's what you did to shift to shift all of it
1: I, I don't even know if I would I would go back in time and say yes but as it was happening I was grasping at straws as it was happening I was trying every diet under the sun every workout plan under the sun. I was trying on relationships. I was trying on friendships and it really adds up to you knowing that, you know, what's right for you and what's not and feeling through it. So for like, let's say exercise, cause I'm a movement coach. So let's start there. I did like bodybuilding for the longest time because I was like, this is what exercise looks like. And this is what my body is supposed to look like. And this is what I'm going to do. And I did that for a while, but it was, What I did. It wasn't me being myself. It was me doing what I thought was myself. And then I tried more competitive stuff. And I tried more cardio and I tried bar and I was like, this is still me going through the motions yoga and I definitely get along. I feel the most myself in yoga, but also I have a really physically demanding job as a movement coach. So then I have to do strength training beyond that. And I did it in a way that follows movement patterns and functional training more than I did bodybuilding because I wasn't trying to build my body. I was trying to create functionality in my body. So it was a a journey in that way that you know, your inner knowing knows when you're there, but you have to try on all these different pieces to figure out and feel through what exactly that is. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love you sharing that, that journey. It paints such a great picture when that like the first, cause I always know like the first, the first choice that you make is always the hardest, right? Where it's like, you were probably in that, the bodybuilding space and then like, oh, is it okay for me to try on something else? Can you tell me a little bit about what that experience was like?
1: Yeah, so I worked at a Gold's gym in Milwaukee and that's just what everyone did there. And I just saw this, uh, I don't know, unmet potential in myself serving other people. And so I was able to do it for other people and help them find their space and movement that kind of gave me permission because it's always easier to do it for someone else than it is for yourself and so once I did that with clients and gave them permission it was easier for me to explore that space in a non-self-serving way to help them with my education moving forward in the direction that was was calling to me for serving others and it just became like a huge passion I mean now to this Now, to this day, like my movement coaching is more mobility and functionality based because that serves the people in my community best. And that, again, it wasn't a a conscientious choice at the time, but it was, I resonated towards what resonated back to me naturally.
0: Okay. And then you just took the action to start doing that thing and-
1: And I never took it in the way like anyone would think that like, now I'm gonna be this person and do this every day. It just slowly took over the pieces of me that were a little cracked open that knew they didn't really belong and didn't fit. And then it built up. So if you, let's say, oh, and it's so unglamorous to be a person who only works out or only does one thing a week. It's so unglamorous. Nobody is on Instagram saying I work out once a week and I'm completely satisfied with myself. No one, if you are on the internet talking about your workouts, it's because you never miss a day and you never miss a Monday. But if you can find that permission in yourself or even talk to somebody who supports you and be like, Hey, I just want you to hold me accountable to just put myself in this uncomfortable place once a week. And that's enough. It's not all or nothing. I'm just going to try it. And in a couple of weeks, see if I really like it. And if I'm going to continue on, and if not, I'll know better in that moment, how to make a better decision for myself. And then you try in a different shirt for two weeks and you do a bar class and you're in the back of all the stay-at-home moms off beat. That was me. (laughs) What is your personal journey like? What is fitness? What is trying things on for you? What are you trying on currently?
0: Oh, you're asking me right now. (laughs) Um, great question. I'm, I'm wanting to get more, um, consistent in my yoga practice like I've I used to be well when I say used to be there was a month where I was I was in like this yoga challenge thing and I did 20 classes in a month and I felt freaking awesome I felt so good I was so happy and proud of myself that I showed up that I followed through on the choice that I made because I think for me it's almost like my movement in my workouts are where I build that self-trust for myself because I'm always telling myself that I'm going to be, you know, this is going to be the summer that I do this awesome handstand on the dock at the lake. And it's like every summer comes up and I'm like, well, shit, I can only do a a forearm stand because my arms aren't strong enough. And then it's like, then it's like, I'm beating myself up. Like, well, why you know why didn't you commit and just follow through for yourself? Like why you know what what happened here, and so for me right now I'm wanting to get to I want that this, this is going to be the year. Yeah. This is going to be the summer that I do a handstand, cool little pose on on the dock. <laughs>
1: so my. As a coach, so I'm gonna coach you on this one. Yeah, let's do so it. So when you do yoga, where are you going to a studio? Or are you finding yoga online? What does yoga look like? What's that practice?
0: I have, <clears throat> sorry, I <laughs> let my voice Very like crackled. <laughs> Maybe I'm so nervous. Or that. Um, so I have Alo Moves, the okay. app. And so I just find videos on there.
1: Okay, so that's great. And I think that that yoga platform's awesome as a resource you enjoyed the challenge of doing the 20 days of yoga, which is awesome. If that resonates with your personality, do that. But your goal is to do a handstand. That's your goal. That's what I'm hearing from you is what would make you happy on the other side of a commitment to fitness. Find a specific program for handstands and commit to doing that every day as your 30 minutes of movement. Or in maybe it's 20 days in 30 days that you do that and see how you feel with that. Is that really the goal that you want to work towards? And you'll find out really quickly. Or is it the goal that you want to be able to do the handstand as a sign that fitness worked and that fitness was, and it's worth the time and energy you put in the next month or two. Does that make sense? So like sometimes people have this like pair of jeans and they're like, I just have to lose my belly fat which is my least favorite phrase in the world, belly fat, Ugh. But like, is it the goal that you wanna fit in those jeans or that you wanna feel good in your body? Because you could feel good in your body without those jeans fitting. You could feel at home in your fitness routine and never get the handstand. So if that's the thing you really wanna dial in on, then dial it all the way in and do it because you are a committed person who enjoys that. But if you get into it and you realize, oh, I was doing this because this is what fitness adds up to me being fit. And so I have to do this, but this practice doesn't actually serve me. Then I would really just try and recalibrate on, I'm going to do yoga because I want to feel good in my body. And I almost guarantee you, you'll just be able to do a handstand out of nowhere. (laughs) You you, you know what I mean? So there's two sides of that. Like do the thing you want to do because if you can do it and it's healthy, then that's the thing for you. But if you do it and you realize it's unhealthy, then recalibrate what that goal looks like. And I say this to clients all the time. Anything you can't do for the rest of your life is an unhealthy choice. So if you can't commit to doing handstand practice every day, 365 days of handstands, which some people do, I can't, but if you can't do that, then don't convince yourself there's something wrong with you because you didn't do the thing that you knew was unattainable and unrealistic from the get-go. Or even like with nutrition, or you've said it like, I'm going to walk every day. It doesn't have to be every day. You can just be intentional with it. Nothing in fitness or health has to be every day. It doesn't. You just have to choose yourself and choose what's best for your health. And some of those things are every day, but they don't have to be to be healthy.
0: This is amazing. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head for sure. Because I do. That's that's just it. I just want to be fit and I have not been showing up for myself. And I just need to show up for myself.
1: And it's and like I'm saying this like it's it's so easy. And I think we have so many outside sources speaking fear into our existence. Like me doing this to you might me be speaking, feel like it's just as easy as Brittany does. It's just as easy as that. You should just do it like that. It's not that it's really you deciding in your own brain space, what, you know, works for you. So the last, like what you said, the last time that you felt your best was when you did that 20 day challenge. So, so do that again. And see who you find on the other side of that and maybe she wants to go into that handstand challenge and maybe she just wants to be like i really like this one class i'm going to get that one class in and then the rest of the week i'm going to move and maybe it's yoga maybe it's walking maybe it's something else but give yourself permission to feel through and find that out and not be definitive going into it and then you feel through it and you hate it but you set yourself up to commit to it anyways and that's what the fitness industry is it's a 30-day class challenge It's a 30 day cleanse. It's a 60 day weight loss challenge. And then we think that that's what it is. But if you can't do that, those choices, those actions every day for the rest of your life, it's unhealthy for you. It might be healthy for someone else, but it's unhealthy for you. So you really have to find out what those things are that are healthy for you when it comes to taking action and not base it on the outside in, but base it on the inside
0: out. Another mic drop. This conversation is so good. It's so good. So many nuggets. Thank you so much for sharing all of this and for coaching me. This has just been so great. I'm so motivated now. I'm so motivated to get moving. You're
1: gonna (laughs) gonna flip upside down the second we hang up. You're doing your hands (laughs) today. You're like the only thing that was in the way was me and a little bit of gravity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before I ask you my last question, Where can people find you?
1: Uh, I have a social media platform. Uh, My Instagram is balanced by Brittany. My work studio is Move Better Health and Fitness. And then I have a Facebook page associated with that. That's Move Better Health and Fitness as well.
0: Okay. Do you offer virtual, um, like virtual stuff? Yeah.
1: So I do virtual coaching with anyone, anywhere. Uh, you can reach out to me on any of those platforms and ask, and we can do a sit down one on one for free and just kind of talk about where you're at and what my services would look like to help you. And then I do in person. I live in the Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, Washington area. That's where my studio is.
0: Okay, awesome. So my last question for you, and by the way, I'll put all of this in the show notes. So if you know if you're listening to this right now, just just head to those show notes and the links are right there for you. Um, so my last question is what do you want every single woman to truly know like to her core
1: i would love for everyone to be comfortable with the fact that other people will be made uncomfortable by them mm-hmm. how i show up in my body does not take away for from how you show up in your body how i look in my body how i feel in my body even in this conversation for you specifically i don't want what i said to impact how you see yourself or how you show up for the world. I want everyone to be comfortable with other people being uncomfortable by them so that they can truly be themselves and go forward knowing that the pieces of their personality don't definitively reflect a narrative in their head, but how they truly want to be and show up for themselves.
0: Another mic drop. That's as soon as you said that, I immediately felt my solar plexus just like you just energetically healed me
1: (laughs) and that's it too like you have to do it like for yourself and it's taken me there and that's what i was going to say i almost cut you off and i'm still doing that i'm still to this day trying to be comfortable with that that i make other people uncomfortable and that has to be okay because i refuse to shrink myself and make myself small for other people as should any man woman human being on this planet you just have to be comfortable with the fact that other people might be made uncomfortable by you. So beautifully
0: said. Thank you. Thank you for that healing. And thank you for this entire conversation. I feel so great right now. So
1: fun, And this is, this is the conversation that needs to be had in all places with all women, all gender, all ages, and just know that you can make it what you want your life to be in that, what your intuition is telling you to do is really the guide post the guidepost for where you should be going in life.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for your time. I greatly appreciate you.
1: You are welcome.